One. Okay, folks, thanks for joining. It's episode 60 of the Adrian Bow podcast. Great to be here. And today I've got a really close friend of mine and an absolute champion bloke in the name of Jeff Jowett. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm good, Bowie. Mate, nice to be here with you. Awesome, awesome. So we're going to get into it, but I just want to give a little intro for those who may not be aware of you. However, that would be impossible given the ah, okay. uh, <laughs> given given the ubiquity of social media these days. You you are yeah. everywhere. Uh, but I know you're going to share your story, and we're going to sort of go back and forth, sparring on a few ideas. But obviously, for those who are not aware, Jeff um, is now a uh, a mindset and skills coach. It helps a lot of high end agents and other business owners. However, it wasn't always that way. Jeff, in his early twenties. Was very prolific um, and quite well known for both vision, personal training, and body trim. Um, he basically he built the dream from an objective outsider's point of view, um, and built up to a sort of a forty million dollar year business. Um, had all the toys, cars, houses, all the uh, so-called success that people would would potentially uh, perceive it as. Um, and I'm not talking out of school here, but um, at some point things were broken and alcohol came into it, uh, depression and uh, bankruptcy. So, um, but now he's rebuilding, he's rebuilt, but he's doing it in his own way, in a way that's very altruistic and in a way that gives back. And that's his currency today is the rewards he gets from helping others. Uh, so Jeffro, um, mate, so good to have you on, buddy. Yeah, thanks, mate. And um, yeah, that sums it up. I, uh, as a young bloke, I think a lot of it stemmed from uh, insecurity, low self-esteem. That that was so. My big thing, Bowie, in the early days was I wanted to prove myself to others and the world that I could make it and whatnot. And you know that then that took on the form of bigger is better, more, 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 and um, and for a period of time we had commercial success, but internally I never felt overly successful or happy with where I was. And, um, and it just really gained momentum over time to a point where I was making poor choices, alcohol and whatnot came into it. And it was, but originally it came down to low self-esteem insecurity to, to be someone in the world. Whereas today, thankfully through those struggles, hardships, failures, um, I found peace in myself that uh, I was content with who I was and the work I do today. And it, it doesn't have to be infinitely bigger, better, faster. I'm happy to chip away. And the irony of chipping away well each day is you go on to build something great, but you're just focused on where you are. Yeah. I'm hearing you, mate. And um, I know you've got this inherent and this insatiable appetite to, to contribute. Um, And I know, a few of your, you know, I won't call them taglines, but a few of your mantras, if you like, and I'm just going to run through sure. a few of them with you and just get you to elaborate and unpack yeah. them. Um, the first one that you you advocate is service, not status. What does that mean? Yeah, great. I'm glad you got a few of them, mate. This is fantastic because they're so important and they're kind of like pillars. And if you've got pillars in a framework, you can't derail. So because I derailed in such epic proportions, Bowie, I like to have a framework these days and to make sure I'm not drifting. And service, not status, 
So I say, how can I serve, not what can I get? And for me, a lot of the plays I did, building big brands and really focusing on the turnover of the business, not the profit and the life I was building, was all around status. It was look at me a lot. You know, I thought if I get on the TV every day, I'll, I'll be successful. And, you know, three months later, you're sick of being on TV. <laughs> so it was the, the irony, the paradox was that it was opposite to what I thought it'd be. And the thing about serving others, it's not, you're not a doormat. The irony of it is when you, when you focus on service, your boundaries get stronger because you know the value that you're providing. You know it's real. You know it's helping. You know people are growing. So you've got, I've, I've got stronger boundaries now than I ever did when I was a people pleaser because when I was a people pleaser, I was cutting corners and, you know, it, the highlight reel looked good, but under the surface it was a mess. Now it's not a mess. And so when I focus on serving others and the work I do today, my life builds, it grows. But when I was worried about how it looked, mate, it fell apart. Mm. And, and when the purge did happen and everything did fall apart, how did that feel at the time? Did you ever think you'd be where you are, where you actually almost built a whole new uh, vertical and a whole new industry and a niche, if you will, by actually serving other people and sharing your story and, and seeing what they can't see, hearing what they can't hear and almost sort of putting yourself in a time machine uh, forward mm. and, and, and putting a crystal ball in front of them. Did you actually think that that, that would ever happen? Mate, not in a million years. And to, to give you some sort of context, like when I was at rock, rock bottom, I was walking down to Narcotics Anonymous every day at Stanley Street. Down the hill, I'm like, oh, my life, here we go. It was just like walking through mud. Mm. And I couldn't see any idea, mate. I had no plans of anything, just you know, to, other than well, if I was well, I guess surviving, but you know, each night I went to bed, I hoped I bloody wouldn't wake up. I was that dark, so it was. Um, and the little the only thing that kept me going, as I've said, were my little dogs and the love they had for me, and that was an you know, I kept walking down to NA and. And the best advice I got at rock bottom was to just slow down, hit stop and not race into your next thing like I'd done. Because mm. when you're in that catch-up sort of headspace, it's like catch-up footy. It never works, right? You throw the speculator, it goes over the sideline, they score another try. So I, I, just, I was lucky that I got to a stage where I went, you know what, my way doesn't work because I've messed it up. More than enough times, I can't be that unlucky. It's me, it's me, I'm the problem. And I actually got to the point where I went, I'm the problem, I'm the problem, I'm the solution, I've got to change. And luckily I did, but it was not, I didn't have any sort of grandiose plans of what my future would look like. It was literally day by day. And through that, people started reaching out to me and saying, mate, you're doing things different now. I'd love you to have a chat to me. And it was just a very organic word of mouth thing. There was no strategy around moving into real estate. It was all organic. And I, I re it was sort of when I started to do more in real estate, I realized that I had a lot of skills out of marketing, advertising, sales, uh, scaling businesses in other industries that w was a really good fit for this one. But I didn't know that then it just, mm. it just happened. So it's funny how it plays out when you don't have a massive uh, agenda and what you're trying to achieve. I was just happy to help a few people and it felt good because I was doing something of value to people again. 
Yeah. Well, I was very fortunate enough to be exposed to the inception of this new direction in your career uh, because, you know, as you know, me, you and Johnny Mack used to have a coffee at 4.30 in the morning at Hernandez and we were just chatting away. And then, you know, obviously then, this is a couple of years ago now, I was uh, National Head Performance Growth Coach uh, at my previous um, business and, um, and I put together what I would have called um, sort of uh, agents out of momentum, or just a group of yes. 12. And I said, mate, why don't you have a crack at this mob? And you did a four week intense 30 day uh, program with them. And I've got to tell you, um, at worst, at worst, their mindset shifted completely and their personal lives improved. At best, the metrics that I applied to them from a business GCI uh, level was improvements anywhere between 30 and 60%, which was just incredible. Oh, wow. so, so at that point, you know, I know we um, disseminated that information a bit on social and we talked about it and then, you know, sort of it, it, it ended up evolving from there, as you said, organically, but I, I feel very fortunate that I sort of played that, that, that little role. Yeah. You know, thanks that mate. It was a, it was a great opportunity. And, um, yeah, that, that was very much a springboard. And and it was the thing about getting into coaching for me, Bowie, I had a fairly public life with body trim. And um, having come out of that, I love, I get a much greater feeling of success when I am able to equip others and give them the tools and share insights and watch them kick ass. I love it, mate. It makes, it gives me... It gives me pride. It gives me a feeling of contribution. And uh, I didn't necessarily have that as much ever before. So the anonymity and just I'm happy in the background. I, I, I live a simple life today and I, I, I love the work I do, the clients I've got. And I don't go to bed at night going, oh, God, I've got to get more. And, and the irony of it is for everybody listening that when you get to that place, invariably, you do get more because the work you do is better. If you're doing things as a means to an end to get more, you often cut corners where you are. And I believe that, you know, an average today, your performance today, if it's average, well, it can't equate to anything other than average tomorrow mm. and average future. You get what, you know, you reap what you sow. And if you're so focused on where you're going, but not where you are, then you're generally not the best where you are. So one of my big metrics for myself is, is being optimal every day, every session. There's no tired there's no and i manage my lifestyle accordingly there's no there's no sort of half measures i've got it i'm up and i'm on and i'm present and i'm focused with each and every person phone zoom face to face and out of that you provide a lot of value and out of that they stay and more clients come that it's that simple it's yeah, it's so true, mate. I was with a, uh, an agent yesterday coaching them, and uh, they said, "Oh, you know, Bowie, I'm bouncing around. I'm going from a recruitment meeting to a, to a listing appointment to a buyer appointment, then to talking to my team, and you know, I, I just I, I I can't seem to focus on one particular thing." And I said, "Mate." slow down, take a deep breath. Number one, accept that this is your life for the next 30 years. Number two is you only need to visualize and take a deep breath for 30 seconds in between each of those meetings and actually yeah. visualize what the objective is for that meeting. Don't worry about the outcome. Just visualize what the objective is and then tune in like, like almost like those old radio stations where it's noise, 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 fuzzy, fuzzy, and then bang, it's clarity um, for one millimeter to the right. You know, And if it's one millimeter to the left, it's noise, noise, noise fuzzy again so just tune in to that channel and for him 
you know, because he's a visceral person, like it just, just the penny dropped and he, he seemed to find some clarity in that. So it's really important what you just said there about being present and being 100% because you could be in one meeting, but thinking about the one you've just been to or the one you're going to after that, that's not going to do anyone any good. No, mate, you've nailed it. You've absolutely nailed it. I, I say that people often, it's like they're watching Channel 7, 9 and 10 at the same time. You can't keep up. Well, you yeah. probably can on those channels, but uh, three yeah. Three movies, you can't, you don't know what's going on, and and that's what most people do in a meeting. They're thinking about the last one and the next one, and, and they're not where they are. And you've got to be where you are because reality is where you are. Like right now, my reality is I'm talking to you. There's no other reality, but we get stuck in our head, and then you're not effective where you are. Everyone's busy, but very few are effective because they haven't learned a single task focus, and they're juggling all the time the the next um uh you know uh foundation or framework that that you preach jeffro is progress not perfection if you could unpack that yeah yeah well a lot of high achievers myself included we're perfectionists so we go through life discontent nothing's ever enough we don't feel like winners because it's not perfect and perfect can't be the goal because we're perfectly imperfect as humans. We are dead set perfectly imperfect. I say that we're defective products. We've all got our little defects and work-ons. And if we whip ourselves every night over that, it's going to be a bloody tough road, this thing called life. And having had a few tough years, mate, I want it to be an adventure, not a battle. So mm. whatever happens, it's an adventure. And I just, I just go with that. And I, I flow with it. I don't barge through it. I don't battle. I don't fight. I just flow with it. And the progress piece, if we, we can all improve a little bit. But if we're looking over the fence at others and we're there at versus us, we're always going to be frustrated, resentful versus being effective. And I, Bowie, sometimes I talk about, uh, I've got this analogy around you know, the lucky person and everyone knows someone who's lucky. Mm. They always get the lucky breaks. And I used to look at people and I'd be like, oh, bloody hell, how did he get that again? <laughs> I believe luck is a formula for it. And I believe it's around the, those lucky people, inverted commas, they're present where they are. They're building relationships where they are. They're grateful where they are. They're not, it's not a means to an end. A lucky person, they just, they're, they're happy where they are. They just chip away. They don't resent where they are. It's not a stepping stone. They like what they do. So more comes because people feel it. Mm. And in an industry, if you've been in there for a while and you're not where you thought you'd be, hard not to be resentful, frustrated. And then there's no luck because people pick up on that energy. So it's so important to, we've got to start where we stand. Wherever we are today is the only place we can be. So we've got to make peace with it. And, and experience is good, but baggage is terrible. We've got to get rid of the baggage, cut the cord and make the best of where we are. Yeah, I love what you said. And if, if people didn't hear it, what Jeffro said is that as humans, we're perfectly imperfect. So basically what Jeff's saying is that we need to manage our own expectations and our own expectations. We need to accept that the survival rate for this gig called life is 0% right? The mortality rate, yes. mortality yes. rate is a hundred percent. None of us are getting out of this thing alive. Right. So, you know, the fact that shit is going to go wrong, tick. The fact that these black swan events like COVID, like nine 11, like GFC, like the recession tick going to happen. will never stop. 
um, the fact that either you or someone close to you is going to go through financial hardship, health hardship, relationship hardship, tick, going to happen, right? Yet, yet, when these things do happen, people fall fall apart. It's, it's like someone sat them down at the age of 12 and said, listen, the rest of your life is going to be unbelievable. Nothing's going to go wrong. You're going to just have this beautiful, perfect life and every listing you go for, you're going to get. Every offer that you get is going to stick. Every, every relationship you get into is going to be perfect. Every business partner you're going to have is going to be your business partner for life. Like It's like someone has created a false expectation. You know, So I think you absolutely know, yeah and i've been studying a little bit and i know you have as well jeff is this stoicism and um and it's a great yes. framework you know because you've got marcus aurelius seneca all these guys that actually mm. do this exposure therapy where they'll eat beans for two weeks just in case they 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 go broke and and, and in the event they need to eat mm. baked beans for two weeks so they actually do it so if it ever does happen they're actually softening the blow it's an incredible uh, framework and foundation and, and, and way of thinking. I mean, that's a very basic um, uh, analogy that I've created. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it is something that is a real life, fed income thought process that's been around for thousands of years. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And um, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in stoicism, that's for sure. I say to people, Bowie, that, you know, the people who, to, in reference to what you were just saying, uh, you know, life's not fair. I say, look, life's not fair. Life's life. So anybody who's sort of worried about you know, upset, life's not fair. That is just a redundant, completely redundant exercise. And it's just going to rob you of joy, energy and success because that's right. Life's not fair. Life is called life. And my mum, she died at 54. She retired. Three months later, she died, had an operation for bowel cancer, never survived the operation, dead. Never got the holiday home, never got the retirement, dead. Two months later, someone died the night of my business partner's wedding. It's actually the bride's brother slipped off the balcony and died, opening the parents' door because they locked their keys in. He died. That's how mum died. Two months later, he died. And like at a wedding, forgot his sister's wedding. And Life's not fair. Life's life. Shit happens. The question is, what are we going to do with it when we're here? We get stuck in this bullshit story of what it should be and it's not fair. That, that doesn't serve you. And I say to people, does, does your emotional state serve you now? Does it make you better or worse? Hero or victim? Because so many people have got the victim mindset and something doesn't quite correlate with their timeline and plans, then it's not fair. Like We've got to be better than that. We've got, to, we've got to be better than that because when we are in that state, we get more of that. We attract what we are. Mm. Yeah, there's a book, Jeffro, called The, the, the Road Less Travelled by Scott Peck and, and no one yes. needs, don't need to read the whole book because the, the first couple of lines tell the whole story, which is life is not fair. As soon as you realise life is not fair, life becomes easier. And, yeah, and that yes. basically summarises exactly what you're talking about. It's about managing your own expectations. The irony is, Jeffro, that most of people that are listening to this are in the real estate game and you and I both coach these people um, and they're actually very good at managing buyers' expectations, vendors' expectations, but they're normally pretty crap at managing their own expectations, you know. Why do you yes. think that is, mate? I think the industry, buddy, you know, there's a lot of comparison because of social media and, and you know, there's a lot of, pre uh, there's a lot of talk of, 
you know, GCI and leaderboards and, and whatnot and, and people, their identity and their, their, I guess, how they define themselves is often totally based on that. Mm. And that is, that is your job. It's a part of you. It's not all of you. And people have got to learn to define themselves by their actions, not their achievements. And that's really like how you act as a person, the work that you do today your achievements are a byproduct and they're an external variable that you can't control. You know, sometimes you might do a shitty listing appointment and you'll jag it. Other times you might do a gem and not get it. Like to define yourself by your effectiveness doing it, not what you get, because otherwise it's a bumpy road at best and you don't have control of that. I say control the controllables. This sort of stuff is, is really important. And in industry, look, it's a, it's a very lucrative industry. Uh, so of course there's going to be a lot of talk about who's writing what, but the more that you stay focused on what you're doing, your clients, your buyers, vendors, listings, market appraisals, your to-do list, the better you're going to go. Not if you're worried about old mate, well, old mates, clients have got nothing to do with you. It's only your people. The more that you serve your people, stay focused on you. What stands to reason you're going to go better. So looking over the fence, it's only going to make it better for the competitors. I love that. So what we're, what you're basically saying is agents are not necessarily using the wrong metrics to measure themselves, but they need to actually implement some additional metrics. So rather than just listings and sales, another metric, for example, what you're saying is what, how's your spiritual life going? Another metric might be how's your health going? Another one might be how's your fitness going? How's your relationships going? Um, how's your family life going? So there's yes. additional metrics there that will, uh, provide a more holistic uh, uh, approach and picture of of where they're at at in their lives. Absolutely, and not only that; those other metrics, I guarantee, will improve the the, the list and sold metric mm-hmm. because you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. So, if you've got juice in the tank, like you might have a couple who, you know, there there might be a house and there's buyers and it's the dream home and you're miserable because you hate your life well you can't be that excited for them because mm. your your life's shitty so the more the better your life gets the more genuinely excited you are for people that come into your life because if you for me you know a depressed person can't be happy for others because they're just in the horrors so you want to be getting yourself optimal and that's why i say get a hobby and i say that you know three things that are critical are hobbies purpose and love you've got to have a a hobby outside of work, whatever that is, one night a week, something that you can just do that is outside of work. You've got to have purpose in what you do and really get, get joy out of that as well and, and, and get a sense of contribution. And you've got to have people in your life to give and receive love to. And when you do that, mate, your life starts to, it starts to flow. It's not as hard and heavy. And if people are just working 15 hours a day and there's nothing else, I find they often smother the outcome. See, when I go ride my horse, I come back, it's like a reset and I'm fresh again because I've gotten out of my head, I've gotten out of work, rode my horse, come back, go. And I'm better for it. So yeah. it's not like we're at the salt mines. We're, we're de- dealing with people and you know, humans are hard, mate. So they, mm. they drain us, right? So we've got to have juice in the tank. Otherwise, we're going to be on low fuel the whole time. It's interesting because you actually threw in there not just subjective uh, things that 
that humans actually want, but you've actually thrown in there what Tony Robbins has studied for decades about, about the fundamental objective human needs. And his list are certainty, variety, contribution, love, growth, um, uh, and purpose. So that, that's, that's, yeah, right. that's actual human needs that's had been scientifically studied. And you actually mentioned a couple of those by default without even knowing. So it's, this is not oh, yeah. subjective guys. This is actually real life science and those human needs, which I just stated has had decades of research. So now I'm really glad you, we talked about those extra metrics because a lot of agents I coach Jeffro, you know, like they're, they're very depressed because I sit with them and they say, Oh mate, you know, I listed nothing for the last two months and I've only sold one property, you know, in the last six weeks. Mm. And, and I'll say, but how many face-to-face meetings did you have and how many new owners did you add to your database? Well, I'm not too sure. Okay. Well, let's track that for the next two weeks. And what ends up happening, mate, is they email me and they say, Bowie, mate, I only sold one this week and I didn't, didn't list anything, but you know what? I had 17 face-to-face meetings and I added 30 people to my database. I'm like, Boom. Excellent. Because yes. listings, listings and sales equals short game. Face-to-face yes. and, and database equals long game. So suddenly they've been able to wrap this seven-day productivity, uh, which can sometimes be 10, 12, 14, 16-hour days, and tangibly um, uh, curate it to something yes. that is, 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 is valuable. Because even though listings and sales brings in the immediate GCI, face-to-face and data entries are going to bring in the long game listings and sales. So I'm very, very glad that we've talked about things apart from just listings and sales. And it's critical that people actually measure themselves on a whole bunch of stuff, you know? Well, Bowie, I, I, you know, in business speak, I, I, you know, it's lead indicators and lag indicators and you've got to be focused on your lead indicators and that is all that stuff. And that the lead indicators create the lag indicators and, but people are so focused on the lag, but you don't get the lag without the lead. You've got to have the lead measures in place, the new business, the people, the getting in front of people, the making the calls, the, the building to the database, all of that stuff, doing that, getting out there, doing that. And then it's like the top of the sales funnel in marketing. You do enough of that, some drop through, listing, sale. But if you haven't got enough activity at the top of the sales funnel, nothing's going to drop through. So that's why lead measure indicators are critical. That is, and that's your daily actions, your weekly actions, your lead indicators. You do enough in the lead, you're going to get the lag, which is the listing and the sale. That's going to happen by default. List and sold, list, listing properties and selling them will happen by default if you've got enough activity at the front. Mm, I love it. I love it. Yes, yeah, so agents listening, they need to put a dollar value on face-to-face meetings because they're your listings in three to five years. And yes. they need to put a dollar value also on the amount of people you add to your database because they're your listings and sales in five to seven years, mm. you know? So That's interesting. Right. Um, Jeffro, another framework you uh, advocate quite uh, prolifically, which is process, not outcome. Um, obviously, it, sure. sounds, it sounds straightforward, but talk us more through that oh mate it's it's uh it's super simple in theory very hard in execution mate as we know and i coach a few elite athletes pro golfers college basketballers in the states now and mm-hmm. and um mate again it's, it's getting them into their process and and what what so what it, there's a macro process and a micro process so the macro is what they've got to do you know week on week month on month but the process is what they've got to do right here right now not 
not be obsessing about the result. I say when you focus on the result, you get overwhelmed. When you focus on the process, you get results. So the process under the goal is the most important thing. So 90% of your headspace process present, 10% outcome result. But most people are 90% outcome result. And they're, they're not effective in the doing. They're just thinking about doing. I, I said to someone yesterday, I said, I've got a theory that thinking about making phone calls probably doesn't work as well as making phone calls. <laughs> and most people think about making calls. So let less thinking, more calling. And because we've got to just, you know, not overthink, overcomplicate, work out your dialogue, get your call list, rock and roll, let's go, boom. And, and the more that we just get going into some sort of momentum, well, then everything comes out of that. And, and as they say, we get good at what we do. It starts out hard, it gets easy. So, but I know myself with golfers and basketballers and it, it, it's all the same or CEOs, real estate, whatever. It, it, like, what have I got to do today? I understand my goal, but what have I got to do today? And, that, and that's my process. And how do I stay optimal? That's my process. The time I go to bed, the time I get up, how much booze I drink, the food I eat, the exercise I do or don't do, that's my process. And if I don't understand that, I'm going to be a bit dusty and I'm not sharp. And then you don't get the business that you want. Yeah. The translation piece, Jeffro, for real estate agencies, you know, if you get an offer and acceptance on a property, don't even bother counting the commission. That's focusing on the outcome. Stay in the process. Make, make sure the deal sticks together. What do you do, need to do to make the deal stick together? Assure the buyer. Uh, manage the vendor, talk to the yes. solicitors, stay in process, make a call every day or, 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 or twice a day to the four different stakeholders, both solicitors, the buyer and the vendor, and just do one thing or say one thing that brings you one step towards putting that deal together. Don't count your commission. So I was with someone yesterday and, and, he, and I was advocating your foundation about process over outcome. He's like, I get it. When can I review the outcome? I said, good question. I said, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually. That's when you can pop your head up and actually yeah. have a little look-see. But in the meantime, make the calls in the morning with an AM in front of it. Yes. Get face-to-face -face with as many people as you can with a PM in front of it. That's as fucking mm. complicated as the business. Spot on, mate. mate. You know? And then all, all the people, as you know, all the best people, they have got a dedicated do not dis disturb prospect call time whether it's eight till 10, nine till 11 or whatever, and they make those 50 calls a day, whatever the number is, and, and it's like brushing their teeth and they do not compromise that. They've got a little sign up, do not disturb making calls, and that is priority one. That is, that's the engine that everything comes out of and then appointments in the PM. And another thing as a process for agents is, uh, you know, you want to have a mantra, no vendor inbound calls because you're on top of it and you're anything to update you're on it call the vendor straight away because people love that they don't want to be chasing the real estate oh what's going on with this you're in front of it on top of it they'll tell their mates you'll get referrals and and the business will compound over time if you do it right absolutely and and you know what agents need to be aware of jeffro is they need to have the same degree of intensity, veracity and urgency they apply to open houses and appraisals to prospecting. So agents are yes. inherently very good at turning up to stuff that's in their diary. Unfortunately, what happens in when there's nothing in their diary is freedom. And this is a very unique industry mm. where there's a lot of freedom on time. In corporate Australia, you don't have that. You've got meeting spreadsheets 
uh, other meetings and then other, other accountability. So downtime, what are you doing? You're building your business. You're growing your business, making proactive calls, you know. Um, so most success I have with agents for prospecting is actually dedicating a couple of 45 minute sprints with that do not disturb time um, yes. on the door and applying the same intensity as they would at a listing appointment where phones off, emails off, social media off and you're present 100% yes. with the person on the phone or with the person that you're face to face with. So critical. I think that that point, mate. Yeah. I think, yeah, look, it's, it's, it really is. It's the engine of the whole thing and people, you know, when in doubt, Am I making the calls? And and I did a lot of dialogue for clients and wrote a lot of sort of training guides around that for my people. And it was around, because there was a lot of call reluctance and it was because of the intention of the call because they're basically ringing up to get a listing. Mm. So that's great, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with ringing up going, oh, g'day, Steve, mate, just drove past your joint that we sold there a while back, made me think of you. Hey, listen, you got any questions or, mate, anything at all, if I can help in any way, just give us a buzz. Mate, you're going to get message back most of the time anyway. You, I say top of mind, not a pest. You want to be top of mind, not a pest. So most people love it if you're just calling up without a, you're not calling up to go, oh, any thought of selling. You're just calling up, mate, any questions, thought of you, um, you know, with relevance to how you know them, if you know them and here to help, any advice, anything I can do, please don't hesitate, mate, give us a bell. And I've had so many people go, it's the first time in my career they actually call you back because... <laughs> You're, you're doing it with the right intention. Call mm. reluctance comes out of having the wrong intention. If you, How can I serve, not what can I get? Every real estate agent's got superior knowledge to property owners. Like you've got the knowledge. So you can help them with knowledge. And if you give enough knowledge and the right advice, they're going to list with you. And that's, that's just really, that's a sales strategy. That's just psychology. You add value, you help them out that you don't have to pre-qualify them because they own property. So they're going to sell them at some point. And if you've helped them along the way, they'll choose you. Yeah. So what you're saying, Jeffro, is, is add value with every, with every phone call and every meeting and every email rather than just having an expectation. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so I think yes. what I'm hearing is there is value over expectation. Um, also what I'm, what I'm hearing there is, don't blur the lines between hassle and hustle. Hassle with integrity yes. uh, is, 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 yes. is still not good enough. Hustle with integrity is okay, but don't blur the lines. Yeah, and I, but I think, Bowie, just from what I've seen with, with my clients, when they do that, I, I, I say, I've had a few clients say, easy, fun, less. Mm. Easy phone calls, real estate's fun, and I work less because they're getting results. Like we don't get paid to make calls. We get paid to sell or you get paid to sell. So you've got to make sure that it's effective work. And by doing it this way, top of mind, not a pest, <coughs> pardon me, top of mind, not a pest, then you're making more calls because no one gets the shits with a phone call like that. Mm. They're like, they appreciate it because you're not, you're parking your agenda and focusing on their value. That's gold. People love that. And my golden rule is, would you like that? So if you're about to do something, would you like that? No, don't do it. Yes, do it. So, you know, do unto others the way you'd have others do unto you. That, that's the golden rule. And, and that way, I, I think like prospecting, really all you're doing is you're here to help. Any questions, give us a bell. Like when people do that, 
if they're in the ballpark of looking at selling, they're going to, oh, well, actually, mate, thanks for the call. Um, yeah, hey, can you come and have a chat? Like, it just happens. It flows. It becomes effortless instead of call reluctance because you don't want to push too hard. And, and I also think, you know, there's a lot of ways to use different bits of technology these days, voice memos, texts, phone calls, emails, to make that information palatable so they can digest it in their own time as well. And, and that way, because a lot of people are busy racing to meetings, they don't have five minutes. So, you know, short and sharp, they, it works beautifully. People make a lot more calls. If you make a lot more calls, more touch points, you're going to list more. Certainly in the awareness business, Jeffro, like people uh, that we talk to on a daily basis, you know, uh, saying, oh, look, I'm not selling, not buying. And then they'll say that ad nauseum for weeks, if not months. And then one day they wake up and say, I want to buy and sell and I want to do it like yesterday. And frankly, the person or the agent that's had more awareness, higher awareness, correct, who's added value and has used multiple mediums, i.e. SMS, voicemail, email, face-to-face, that's the person that's going to get the call. And that's only half the battle because guess what? They're going to call you plus two others. So that's that's half the battle. Then you've got to have the skill set to get in there, add value, connect, and convert. You know, So it's an, it's an interesting paradigm. That's why, Bowie, I think, and people, I think, miss this. If you're adding value uh, with no immediate return to you, you're a hell of a lot bigger chance to get the listing at that point because you've been there for them when there wasn't a financial gain. You've, they, you know, you've been there to help them out if they had a question and they weren't sure about where the market's going or whatever it is. And they're not in a position to sell you. They don't want to yet, but when they do, they remember that versus the people who are too busy for that. And they're only interested when there's an earn in it. Like you are playing the long game is so important. Not that, oh, I've got no activity, I need a listing now. Well, that's the problem is you haven't played the long game. Yep, totally, mate. Two, two last points, Jeffro. Um, sure. One, one is adversity. It seems to be that adversity and success are not mutually exclusive. What I mean by that is that everyone who's um, been exposed to some degree of certainty always seems to use that as a springboard and achieve some degree of success um you and i you and i included we've both have yes. had, had adversity yes. you know and 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 subjectively could be seen as, as still quite successful so um you know and you and i've seen that in in hundreds of people why do you think that's the case mate it i, I say the struggle is the gift we grow when it's hard not when it's easy so when you're going great guns you don't grow you don't learn you don't change when you get flogged, mate, you change. When you get hammered, you change. You have a look at yourself. You make better choices. You, you get your priorities right. And you just, you just become different. Like the, 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 the getting hammered, personally, professionally, both, whatever. Like for me, it was the best. I needed all of it, mate. I had such an ego. I needed to get flogged. And, and I'm so lucky that I did. And I've got a great life now. But... If I didn't, I'd still be chasing shining things and hanging from the rafters and wouldn't be happy with what I had. And it teaches, it, it really breeds humility, Bowie, I think. When you've, it, and humility breeds connection and empathy and understanding for others. And in real estate, you have to be able to connect. Empathy, understanding, build rapport, link yourself to the other person. Now, if you haven't struggled a bit, it's very hard to do that. 
because you can't, you don't know what that's like. When you have struggled a bit, you understand their position. If they're struggling, you are far more likable. You are far more able to connect with them and you're actually genuinely interested in their position because you've been there. Mm. But if you haven't struggled, you know, oh yeah, that sounds terrible. Oh, anyway, back to this, like you're gone if you're like that. But when mm. you've actually battled, you actually feel for them and they feel that you feel for them and then the magic happens. So true. And and you, you don't know this, Jeffrey, because I haven't told you yet, but late last year, you know, when, when I went through a bit of a, a rough patch, um, you know, you, you, you were one of, 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 you know, of quite a few people that, that contacted me and sort of checked in and whatever. But you, you were the only one that actually said, mate, um, I, really, I really hope you're okay with the separation from from you know your your previous business you know um and that was really the only thing i was mourning all the other people really yeah. going going mate oh there's some lunatic writing stuff in the paper i'm like really i said mate yeah. uh, you know and then they'd send it to me but i couldn't even open it because i don't subscribe to media because it's just you yeah, say yeah. you've got to have actually subscription so you can't even open it so and people are like good. oh aren't you freaking out that this lunatic from the daily herald or what i don't know whatever they're called some blokes writing all this so i'm like no i said look i don't really care about that i said all, all i know is if you've got a name for this bike please please give it to me because i want to call them and thank them and actually send them a referral fee because my phone hasn't stopped ringing from agents who want nah. coach, coaching work right so right I'm, I'm still yeah. i'm still dealing with 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 the coaching clients today from from that but i never once subscribed both literally and metaphorically to the media um, but you were the only the one thing I was mourning and the hard time I went through was a separation from a business, which I mm. helped build and was part of my life for 25 years. And literally the thousands of people that I was connected to from that business, that was the mourning. So I assume mm. that would be like losing a family member. I assume it would be like losing a business. I would assume it would be like uh, being, having a financial loss, but, mm. but I look at it now six months later and I would think shit, well, I sold my stake in that company and then two weeks later, the, the, the value of that halved. So that was a gift, as you're saying. Yeah. Um, now I'm working less, making more money, less stressed, working with people that are easier to get on with and I've got flexibility and, I'm, um, you know, people love what I, the, the coaching and, and, mm. and, and the ad value that I'm adding. And I'm just thinking, wow, you know, exactly what you said is true. You know, like the adversity is the gift. Um, well, look, mate, I remember, obviously, we spoke around that time and I remember saying that, um, you know, this is going to be the best thing that will happen to you because mm. um, when you put your heart and soul into a business like you did for so long, it's very hard to pull the pin and leave. Mm. But for me, because I was looking out from an outside in, mate, that was very, very difficult to say the least. And, um, you know, that reset, the forced reset, um, I knew it would, you would just, um, you'd, you'd blossom and just, uh, and, I, and I saw you about, I don't know, a couple of months later and you look 10 years younger and the <laughs> spring in your step and, and that, because that's what happens. But when you're passionate about where you are, you, you get a little bit sort of in the fog and you can't mm. see because, mm. you, 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 you know, it's been your life's work and whatnot. So it's hard to let go. And I just knew that getting, you know, I, th I thought this is going to be gold for you. And then when you moved on and what you're doing now, I just knew that you'd kick ass because you're very talented. You've got all the, the knowledge and whatnot. And, and I knew it would just become light, easy fun again. But at the time you, you don't see that. And now 
Mm. You're like, oh, this is so good. I was, mate, we're not, we're not, because I had a few goes at it, mate. I didn't <laughs> muddle it up once, Bowie. I did it a bunch of times. So <laughs> I've, I've got a dossier of content on it, mate. So mm. I just know how it works. Mm. And you, whether it's the universe giving you a push, that's what I like to think. And it's just because you're not getting out yourself. So you get a little push and then, oh, how good's this? Mm. And then you get into a flow state mm. and you and you love your work and your life and it just it just happens but when you're not in flow it's oh my god it's it's metal on metal it's brutal mm, mm. yeah well that that's the last couple of points i want to touch on mate was was people in this industry i, I want them to have a level, level of gratitude about the type of industry we're in because you've come from marketing, you've come from building businesses and whatever. And, mm. and I know because we've spoken about it, that you've looked at this real estate industry and said, hang on a sec, you can list a piece of real estate, get it sold within two to four weeks and get paid anywhere between 10 to $80,000 within three weeks after that. What the hell? And then move on to mate, the next one. Like let, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like with businesses, as you know, mate, with the, the, the business plans and the bloody SWOT analysis and all the stuff that goes into it. You know, I know that you've got such an objective, fresh uh, set of eyes on this. Mate, I will say this to everybody. This is the best business model I've ever seen. And I think that there will ever be. I've, I've done franchising, fitness centers, weight loss, fast moving consumer goods, technology products. Mate, this business, you, it, it's, it's so good people miss it. They miss how good it is. Mm. And the reason is you've got, you've got no capital outlay per, really. You're not, you're not putting the farm on it. You're getting a clip of the ticket and the ticket's big and you're building relationships and it's coming out of that you know in businesses i've had i've had import export supply chain raw materials bloody you've got to innovate all the time or you mm. die you don't you know, really have to innovate here it's relationships it's you're not an architect you're selling the home you're not it's not the new design you're not designing the home you're selling it mm. like you're just building great relationships with people good market knowledge repeated over time. The risk is very low. The, 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 the yield is very high. I don't know another business where you can have one or two staff and make a million bucks. I don't, mm. maybe a drug dealer can, but they've probably got more staff. I don't know, mate. Like yeah. fair income, where can mm. you have an EA and a junior associate and, mm. and write a million bucks GCI? You can't, like it's mm -hmm. so bloody good. But I say that it's simple, but it's not easy because you've got to be good every day. Mm -hmm. This is the thing. Mm. Real estate agents, you are the product, you are the face, the voice. You've got to be up and on every day. It's simple, but it's not easy because of that. There's nowhere to hide. You've got to be up and on every day. And But to be able to build as a vehicle to build your life, I've never seen anything better. So anybody in this, from a bloke who's done a lot of things, some well, some shit, this is as good as I've seen. It's very refreshing to hear that. And anyone that's listening, that's either just joined the industry or has been in it a long time, and they've got that little voice in their head, which is with Jeffro, I call the wolf in sheep's clothing, which says, Am I good enough? Am I in the right industry? Am I with the right brand? Am I, you know, oh, it's constant. It's like the answer to all that is forget about it, just dismiss it. You know, the grass is the greenest where you decide to water it and be yes. present today. Do the best you can today. It's a good model. You are good enough. You're old enough. You're all of that. Um, yeah. But it's very refreshing to hear from someone who hasn't been entrenched in the industry for as long as I have. 
No, no, it's a ripper, Bowie. I love it, mate. I, I got I, once I looked under the bonnet, I went, "How good's this?" And mm. the thing I like about it, it attracts ambitious people because you get out of it what you put in. There's no silver spoon, mate. You get out what you put in. That's what I love about it. It's people who are having a go. They do the work. They make them. They, they get better. Their business gets better. It's a mirror. They commit to growth. Their business grows. They do the work. Their business grows. And so there's a lot of and drive and people who want to really build a life. I, I love it, mate. I think it's great. That's awesome, Jeffro, mate. This has just been content packed. Uh, you know, so many gold nuggets there for people. If they want to reach out to you, mate, and do some coaching, what, what's the best way to contact you? Mate, probably just my Instagram at Jeff Jowett. Perfect. And there's a ton of free videos on there that covers a lot anyway. So if you just want free stuff, you can have a look anyway, regardless, all good. That's awesome, mate. Look, it's just been a great sort of close on to an hour here of just, you know, you could we could talk all day, buddy, just with the sort of, yeah, you know, free flowing. Good. And this is just the sort of series in my podcast, which which I'm embracing now, which is just a more of a free, free flowing sort of casual chat amongst two good mates who would just want to add yeah. value to anyone listening. So, mate, it's been awesome. I really appreciate you contributing as always. And, uh, mate, if anyone wants to reach out to Jeffro, please do through on his instagram also on his website jeffjout.com um and uh it's been awesome having you all listening for episode 60 the big six zero jeffro boom here we go that's it mate thanks for having me bowie you're in you're in inspiration what you're doing and i love seeing um where you're at now and mate just this is great there's so much you're just a bloody encyclopedia of knowledge (laughs) so plug in people well, mate, one plus one for us is equal to 50 if anyone's listening. So the two, yes. the, 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 the Bowie and the Jowett have come together. Yes. That's it. No, it's been good, mate. Thank you, Bowie. Awesome.